Welcome to episode five of Insurance Made Simple. I'm your host, Peter Vitale. And in this episode, we are going to continue talking about the very important topic we had started with on episode four, which is every insurance policy is not created equal. And we're going to get into some details between some policies about the same coverages and what is different. Every policy is not created equal. Please like and subscribe and review the podcast. I thank you for listening. I hope you find this very educational and informing. My contact information is in the podcast description. Please reach out to me if you have any questions. I'm happy to help you navigate as best I can. I'm happy to help you read a policy contract and give you kind of some, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV. Um, so I'll give you some casual advice about, you know, what I feel the contract states um, from a, a customary advice perspective from an insurance agent. But um, I'm happy to help. I'm here to help. I love this stuff. Insurance is one of the most fascinating topics. I am just it's what I do all day, and I love it. So please reach out to me if you have any questions that are specific, because I'd love to help you. And if I can't help you, I'll find someone who can help you, because this is important. And a lot of people are, a lot of people feel alone on this. And um, I'm definitely here to help. So as we talked about, you know, we reviewed a policy in episode four for uh, progressive Michigan auto insurance policy. And there were some, you know, there's some interesting things we found in it. But what I wanted to get into is the differences in coverage now between policies. So I have the roadside coverage assistance um, policy for Let's see, this is progressive and this is all state. And there's some interesting differences. So I want to kind of highlight that. So the insuring agreement, and I'm going to read from the progressive policy, is if you pay the premium for this coverage, we will pay for our authorized service representative to provide the following services when necessary due to a covered emergency. And again, covered emergency is one of our favorite. It's a bolded word, so there's a definition of it somewhere in here. But if a covered disabled vehicle is towed to any place other than the nearest qualified service facility, you will be responsible for any additional charges incurred. So they're only going to charge it to the nearest facility. Other than that, you're on your own. Now, what do we talk about in the last episode? We're going to talk about it again here. What's the most important part of this policy to read? The exclusions, because the exclusions going to tell us what's not covered. And it says, coverage under this Part 5 will not apply to, number one, more than three covered emergencies for any single covered auto in a six-month period. So each car gets three covered roadside emergencies in a six-month period, no more. So that's the progressive policy. Now let's go to the Allstate policy, the roadside coverage. It says coverage JJ, which I know to be the coverage code that Allstate uses for roadside coverage. So it's kind of weird they put this uh, on the policy like that, but it is what it is. So this is a lot simpler, a uh, lot less words than progressives. And it says, if a premium for roadside coverage is shown for an auto described on the policy declarations, we will pay costs for labor performed at the initial place of disablement and for towing made necessary by the disablement of that auto or its replacement auto or an unowned auto. We will not pay for supplies or parts required by the disablement. 
The total limit of our liability for towing and labor arising out of a single disablement is stated on the policy declarations. We will not pay for labor related to the disablement, including installation of products or material not related to the disablement, or labor or repair work performed at a service station, garage, or repair shop. That's it. There is no three-limit per car per policy period limit on roadside in the Allstate policy. But there is in the progressive policy, and it doesn't say that anywhere on the policy declarations page. This is in the actual contract. So if you have a vehicle that is more prone to disablement, let's say you have an older car, you need to get it towed frequently, and you're contemplating, let's say the price is very similar for Allstate and progressive, wouldn't there be more value for you to have Allstate in this instance because you can get unlimited roadside coverage versus just three per car per policy period with progressive? That's a big limit between having unlimited and having three every six months. That's a big distinction. That could be a lot of money out of your pocket. Isn't this something you should know? How would you know this if you didn't read the policy contract and compare it? You would have no idea. Now, maybe you've got a really good insurance agent like me who has read these policies in detail and who knows that, hey, Progressive's roadside only limits you to three. All states is unlimited. You should go with all state. Um, maybe Geico has a limit of five. Maybe, I don't know. I don't even remember for Geico. It's not a product I sell, but, you know, if I had uh, a client who you know, would provide me with their GEICO policy, I, I would definitely look into this and I would tell them that this is important. Now, this isn't the most important, you know, thing. It's not like, you know, roadside could happen frequently. This isn't may not be a reason for someone to buy the policy versus not buy the policy, but it's something to know. It's a difference, but it illustrates my point. Every insurance policy is not created equal. And anyone who tells you that it is, well, it's an auto insurance policy. I have an auto insurance policy. You know, it's the same as yours. Wait, what? How is it the same as mine? You're telling me in the 30 to 40 page policy contract, there's not one single difference? That sounds like a disingenuous salesperson who's either overconfident in their ability to, you know, that everything's the same or just has no clue what's going on. But something's different. I don't want to say a person's lying. They're probably misinformed. Do you want to be dealing with an insurance agent who's misinformed? or who is informed. You wanna be dealing with someone who knows what's going on. So, you know, I would say this is a pretty good test, you know, as I'm thinking about it sitting here now, you know, when you're shopping for insurance the next time, you know, I would ask the insurance agent, let's say, and I don't think this is a good idea, but let's say if you call a direct writer, you say, I'm gonna call, you know, Geico. I'm gonna to talk to a Geico call center employee and, the bad part about that, guys, is they only know Geico. They don't know anything else. They don't sell any other products. And you say, how's my Geico policy going to be different from, you know, my state farm policy I have today? And if they tell you, well, it's an auto policy and all auto policies are the same, hang up the phone, shut the call, terminate the connection because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And if you want to deal with someone like that who's going to flat out lie to you, or is too ignorant to know that there are differences, what else don't they know? That's the scary part. What else don't they know? What else aren't they telling you? What else haven't they done the research in? 
Could it be something that's life or death? Could it be the difference between financial survival and financial demise caused by an accident that is or is not covered? Every policy is not created equal. I can't say it enough. You got to dig into the details. And yeah, while you know having three towings or unlimited towings may not be the difference between life and death, let me give you an example of which could be the difference between financial disaster and non-financial disaster. So one very interesting thing I found when, when researching these policies for this podcast is in the Allstate insurance policy. Their Michigan auto policy, the collision, has an exclusion, and this is a hell of a lot to read. So I'm not going to read it all, but I am going to read most of it. And this is an exclusion, something that's not covered for collision. So you buy collision, you think, if me or anyone who's driving my car gets into a collision, which is defined as getting into an accident, you know, with another car or potentially, you know, um, not another car, <laughs> just hitting, you know, the median or something, that it's going to be covered. And oh, yeah, 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 it's okay, it's okay. I've, I've got collision coverage, and collision coverage covers my car for collision. Well, it does, except it also doesn't cover the exclusions. So let's look at this doozy of an exclusion, and I'm reading from the policy, and I quote, exclusion number 20. I mean, first of all, Lord help us, there's at least 20 exclusions on here, but let's read number 20. What did they sneak in here at the end? Because if you got through all 19 and you got to 20, you've been doing a heck of a lot of reading. So, 20, loss arising from a collision of your auto or your trailer or travel trailer with another object or by upset of that auto trailer, travel trailer, if at the time of loss your auto was being operated by a licensed driver who is not listed on your policy as a driver and who was either a, a resident, or B, a guest temporarily staying in your home. So what does that mean? Let me break it down for you guys. Let's say you're a family of four, mom, dad, kid one, kid two. And mom and dad, for some reason, or just mom or just dad, decide that, you know, kid number one, he just, you know, he's 18, he got his license a few years ago, he's not that great of a driver, he's had some tickets, you know, we're not going to tell the insurance company about him. This exclusion says you will not have coverage for collision on that car if the automobile was being operated by a licensed driver who is not listed on your policy declarations as a driver and who was a resident of your house or a guest temporarily staying in your house. So if that person isn't listed on your policy and they're a resident in your house or a guest temporarily staying in your house, now maybe that's defined later, but that could be really ambiguous. Someone, you know, my uncle who's staying with me for two weeks, you know, uh, because he's having renovations on his house. Is he a guest in my house? I don't know. We'll have to go on and read that. But do I have to list him on my insurance policy to have him covered? Maybe. Otherwise, a collision isn't covered. So if you have a full coverage vehicle, so you know, let's say you've got a you know brand new $50,000 car. That kid totaled the car. There's no coverage for collision, guys. This exclusion does not exist in the Safeco policy that I've analyzed. It does not exist in the Geico policy I've analyzed. It does not exist in the Progressive policy I've analyzed. But it exists in the Allstate policy, and it is a doozy of an exclusion. Collision will not be covered. 
This is why we have to read the policy, folks. This is why, because is every auto policy created equal? Hell no. Hell no, it's not, because this exclusion is in this policy. This is in the contract. It's in the details. It's in the fine print. This is why we've got to read this stuff. This is why you've got to deal with an agent who knows what the heck they're doing. Because if you don't, guess what? $50,000 cars totaled and there's no coverage for it? Is that financial catastrophe to a lot of people? I would argue to most everybody it is. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe not to Jeff Bezos, but to average everyday Americans who are listening to this podcast, that is a financial disaster. You may not financially recover from that for a long time. Now, what if you just forgot to put someone on the policy? My son went off and he moved in with some friends. I removed him from my policy because he didn't live here anymore. He doesn't have his own insurance policy. Then he came back to live with mom and dad. And then he drives dad's car, gets into an accident. I wasn't trying to deceive the insurance company. I just forgot. Forgot to let him know, hey, yeah, my son moved back in the house with me. I need to add him to the policy. He used to be covered on the policy for, you know, 10 years. No big deal. Paid the premium for it all 10 years. Left, forgot to add him back. Guess what? Not covered. Doesn't matter. You have a duty to report that policy change, and you didn't. And it says, if the person lived in the house, they are not covered for collision. What a disaster. So this exclusion goes on, and it does say that, you know, there are some scenarios where they won't apply the exclusion. So they won't apply the exclusion if for, you know, at the time of the, the accident, the driver was operating the auto for the purpose of obtaining emergency medical treatment for a passenger in the auto. Or because of the intoxicated condition of all other licensed drivers in the auto, this driver was not legally intoxicated. So if everyone else was drunk, but this person wasn't listed on the policy and wouldn't have otherwise had coverage, they now have coverage because we're not going to apply the exclusion because we think it's a good thing that they were driving instead of having one of the drunk people drive. Kind of an interesting scenario, but they won't apply the exclusion in that case. In all other cases, they will. This is a big distinction. This is a very important reason. Would anyone else know this? If you guys live in Michigan, you have an all-state insurance policy, you got people living on your house in your house that don't have their own insurance, because that's another part of this. They won't apply this if the person has their own insurance policy. Which leads to a whole nother disastrous potential situation. But, you know, let's say there's two roommates in the household. My roommate has his own insurance policy. He drives my car sometimes, you know, just because, uh, you know, he was parked in the driveway. He's just, I parked behind him. He just needs to run up to the store. I let him drive my car. But let's just say his insurance policy, you know, he has his own insurance, so he could drive my car no problem. Would always be covered. But, you know, he's not that financially responsible, and his policy lapsed for a couple of days. And one of those couple days happened to be one of the times he was driving my car. Guess what? No coverage. I don't have collision coverage because my idiot roommate forgot to pay his bill and his policy lapsed for two days and he got into an accident in my car. Disaster. Disaster. So if you have uh, Allstate Auto Policy, this is something you got to make sure. Make sure everyone who lives in your house that might ever drive that car is listed on that policy. 
Otherwise, you got trouble. You got big trouble. So this is why all insurance policies are not created equal. They're just not. This exclusion doesn't appear in the other policies. It just doesn't appear in them. So it doesn't exist. Now, maybe they'll add this later, the other companies, and maybe, you know, everyone will move to this model and maybe Allstate, you know, started a trend and that trend's going to pick up in insurance companies. But guess what? I would make sure. Now, what else do you think? I mean, there could, I would call that situation a landmine. What are the landmines do we have to look out for? We don't know if we don't read the policy. Are you trusting your insurance agent that they're reading it and telling you about the landmines? They might not know. They might have said any other drivers in your household. You said no. They figured, well, I don't even have to touch on that because he told me no. And then let's say you didn't at the time, but someone moves in and you forgot. Landmine, no coverage for collision. Financial disaster for you. So do you want to deal with an insurance agent who is a professional, who is honestly and ethically advising you on your insurance coverage, or do you want to deal with an amateur? I'm not saying that direct writers are all bad and that you shouldn't buy policy from a 1-800 number. If you want to, you should. I wouldn't. Here's why. Do you think the folks that are operating in that call center are insurance experts that know and have read the 30 to 40 page coverage document? I would suspect they aren't. And that should alarm the hell out of you. Because if they aren't, what don't you know? What haven't they told you? They don't even know it. So how could they tell you it? You want to deal with an expert. You want to deal with someone who's knowledgeable. You want to deal with someone when you call and you say, Peter, I have an insurance question, and you listen to an answer that you feel comfortable, you know the answer is true. The most important thing that I can tell you is if you ask your insurance agent like you know 50 questions and they got an answer for all of them, they've either got a really good memory, they're really smart, but mm, out of 50 – I would say you should get a couple in there where they don't know the answer and they say, huh, gee, that's a good question. I think I know the answer, but you know, before I give you the answer, I want to go back. I want to read the policy. I want to understand and I want to make sure that I understand this, right? Because you and your family are too important to me to give you information that I think could be inaccurate. I want to do my job. I want to make sure that the information I'm giving you is 100% right. So give me some time. Let me look into it and I'm going to call you back. Because if somebody knows all the answers, they're probably maybe overconfident, maybe not remembering something, or they're just telling you what you want to hear, and there's nothing more dangerous than that, folks. There is nothing more dangerous than that. That is a disaster, financial disaster. It's not their money. It's your money. It's your disaster. So make sure. Now, as we look and we analyze these policies more, there is something that I think it is the most important thing because I've seen this so much. It's just painful to me. You hear the pain in my voice because some sort of change in your household happens and you call your insurance agent. You say, hello, Mr. Agent. You know, I just got a 16-year-old driver I need to add to my policy or, you know, I just finished a change to my house. We, you know, we added a 400-square-foot deck outside. It's beautiful and, you know, cost us a good deal of money and we did state-of-the-art, you know, best construction methods and we want to make sure it's covered. And they say, oh, no, 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 you don't have to tell us about that. Nonsense. Nonsense. Because... Read your policy 
And in every policy, and I because I've got the Allstate one out, I'm reading it from here, there's a section called duty to report changes. And we talked about this in episode four, but I'm bringing it up again because it's so important. Duty to report changes. Your policy was issued in reliance on information you provided, including but not limited to information regarding autos, persons in your household, the place of your residence. You must promptly notify us of the following. One, when you change your address. Two, when any person with a driver's license joins your household or when any resident of your household acquires a driver's license, including those that you intend to exclude, as described in the excluded driver's provision. And three, when you acquire any additional auto or replacement auto. If an agent tells you, no, 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 you don't have to tell us about that. No, 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 we don't have to put little Johnny or little Sally on the policy. The insurance company, they'll notify us when it's time to put them on, when we're forced to. In, in the meantime, don't pay more than you have to. Hang up the phone. Call a different insurance agent right away because your legal contract says you have to notify. We talked about in one of the previous episodes misrepresentations and why having information on an insurance policy application is so important. But complying with the policy terms is equally important. You have agreed to a duty to report changes. Do not follow bad advice of the insurance agent. And if you're tempted to, which please God don't, but if you're tempted to, tell the insurance agent, okay, Mr. Insurance Agent, I believe you. However, I'm paranoid. So just shoot me an email telling me that that's what I should do so I have it on record in case anything happens and the insurance company doesn't provide me coverage for this accident, I can sue you. Because I don't want to be the one holding the bag with no money. I don't want to be the one in a financial disaster. Put that in writing for me. And if they don't, guess what? That means it was the wrong thing. If they do, I mean, then they're, you know, in, in this particular instance, then they're just pretty dumb and you shouldn't do business with them anyways. And, you know, you don't want to have to sue them to get the $50,000 for your car that was totaled that isn't paid out now. Because that's the only way you're going to get it. Well, he told me. Well, that doesn't matter unless you sue them and you win and that's going to take time and money. And in the meantime, you don't have you know the money to buy a new car. Deal with ethical and honest insurance professionals. Deal with people who are going to tell you things, even the things you don't want to hear. Because at the end of the night, you want an insurance agent who can sleep like a baby because they've got nothing to worry about. You don't want someone who's up all night tossing and turning thinking, I hope so-and-so doesn't get into an accident. I hope so-and-so's kid doesn't get into an accident. I hope so-and-so's house doesn't burn down today because I told him the wrong stuff. Guys, this is important. Deal with honest and ethical professionals. Deal with people who are going to tell you to do the tough things. And you know what? There may be your 16-year-old kid. It's going to cost a fortune to insure him. And maybe you want to exclude that person for now until a couple years from now. Or, or maybe you want to, you know, work and see if there are ways to reduce that cost through some, you know, some discounting. Your kid's got a 4.0 GPA and they can get a good student discount. Maybe there are ways to help get that cost down. But at the end of the day, don't just not add them because you've got this duty to report changes. And guess what? If you're wasting your money for an insurance policy that is not going to pay when you have a loss, you've just wasted a bunch of money for no reason. You might as well have kept the money. So this is important. This is important. Deal with an honest and professional insurance agent. Deal with someone who's going to tell you 
good information. Deal with someone who's going to tell you, you know, hey, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to look into it and I'm going to get back to you and ask questions. I mean, sure, as I'm sitting here recording this podcast, I know that everyone is not going to go home after listening to this and pull out their insurance policy contract and read it word for word for word, all 40-some, 50-some, 60-some pages, because I know everyone is not crazy, but you have a duty to do that in many states. But Let's take baby steps to get there. Let's skim it. Let's find some things. Let's look at the definitions. Let's read the exclusions, highlight ones that you're curious about. Call your insurance agent. Ask them about it. If they don't know or they won't tell you, find a different insurance agent. I'm sure you've got questions on the exclusions, and I'm sure you might find things that you should have done differently. And you know when the best time to fix those things is? Before the loss happens before the car accident, before the tornado that destroys your house, before the massive amount of water coming from your sump pump in your basement, before a tree falls on on your roof and you need a new one. The time to identify the things that you've done wrong or that your insurance agent has done wrong is before the accident or the incident. The time is now. So, We need to do this now. This is the point of this podcast is, and I know some of you probably listen to this today and say, Peter, this podcast is called Insurance Made Simple. This is complicated as all all hell. What are you doing here? But the point of this is not to say, right, that we're going to be an expert in this entire policy contract, but it's giving you the simple advice of what do I need to do to make the best use of my time, make sure everything's right. Go through, read the exclusions in the policy. That's not the whole policy. I mean, I don't know. It might be like a third of it, but hey, that's better than reading the whole thing. That's where we start. That's the baby step. Read the exclusions today. Ask your agent questions about the exclusion. If your agent won't answer, call another agent. If you live in Michigan, call me. I'd love to be your agent. If you don't live in Michigan, call me. I'll still try and help you. There may be things I can't do because I'm not a licensed agent in your particular state, but I'll point you in the right direction. I'll give you some friendly advice. I'll read the document for you and say, hey, this is how I would interpret it, but you know I can't give you legal advice because I'm not a lawyer, and I can't give you customary insurance advice because I'm not licensed in your state. But you know, if this was a Michigan policy, this is what I would tell you to do. So let's get you a competent agent. Let's find one for you. We can work together on that. I know a lot of insurance people in a lot of states. I'm sure I can help you find a competent insurance professional. But this is the simple part of this podcast is let's start somewhere, let's do our best to get somewhere, and let's do our best to start identifying areas that have not been done properly in the past because those are things we can fix now for the future. The most important thing I can tell you, start now, don't procrastinate. People get in auto accidents every day, unfortunately. And it's tragic to hear, but people die in auto accidents every day, and it's horrible. People's houses burn down every day, wind storms, hail storms, damage houses every day. Don't wait till it's too late. Don't procrastinate. Let's get this done. I'm here to help. I hope this was eye-opening for you. I hope this made you think. And to be honest with you, I want this to be not only thought-provoking, but action-provoking. I want you to do something about it. That's the point of this. Let's make sure you're covered properly. If not, you're just wasting your money and throwing it away, and I don't want that for you. Guys, it was great 
to record this episode because I feel like this is going to do so much good for so many people. So please be one of them. Reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. And in future episodes, we're going to talk more about the policy contract. Thanks for tuning in. Please remember to like, subscribe, review this podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in today.